1: Hello everyone, welcome back to the Rotoviz Best Best Ball Podcast on Rotoviz Radio. My name is Colin Kelly. You can follow me on Twitter at Overtime Ireland and you can follow my co-host Zachary Kruger over on Twitter as well at ZK underscore You know, find out all the different work he's got going on, all the different pieces he's posting, uh, always on his Twitter feed. But we are in, Zach, to the final show of the series i think we went over 20 episodes it's been a phenomenal run here something we thought we would do as a kind of a a mini series has turned into a a full-fledged series um so uh maybe we'll have to take it back in 2022 as we uh i think we could have probably started it a little bit earlier if we look back in hindsight right at the start of the baseball season and i think it would have run all the way through but we'll be able to we'll just we'll start thinking ahead to what we can turn it into uh, next year but it's been a fun run so we've run through it today's episode is going to be kind of a, a recap back through some of the lessons we've learned some of the stuff we think we would like to highlight again but uh zach it's been it's been a blast running the the show with you here over the last kind of uh, i would say coming up to uh three months probably overall at this point
2: yeah. Yeah. No, I was, I was super honored to even have the opportunity to be able to do this with you for Rotovis is a, is a very high honor than one that I didn't take lightly. So I hope that that, uh, translated well over the course of the series and that listeners had a good time listening to it. Hopefully, you know, they learned a little bit of something. It was, you know, obviously a pleasure working with you two, Colin, but I do think that we should probably run this back in 2022 if we're, Given the green light for it, it might be even fun to do something like get into a draft as soon as the lobbies open up just so we can be one of the first people in there to kind of take a look and see what the lay of the land looks like for the 2022 season. But I'm with you for right now. We're going to get ready to wrap this series up. We're going to go over a couple of things that maybe we learned over the course of doing this series. There's a lot of fun getting in more episodes than we anticipated. Even had Sean on for a couple of episodes in, in our own roundabout way, getting him to do a couple of drafts via my live stream, which we were able to connect. And I think you also did one with him as well. So there's a lot of fun uh, doing this series with you. I appreciate you having me on. But where do we want to talk about first for this final episode?
1: Well, I guess before we get into the final episode, we haven't mentioned it too much. I mentioned your Twitter handle there as well. You mentioned the, the stream stream. Uh, I guess there's no time better than the present to give a, a plug to roster locked. If you want to, if you want to do that,
2: yeah, we can we can do that. No, like you said, no better time than the present. If you are listening to the stream and you have not done so yet, uh, Rotoviz does have a YouTube channel. It's just Rotoviz on YouTube. I believe you can find it pretty easily. You can also go to my Twitter handle zk underscore ffb, where I do post links to all my live streams as they are unfolding. But uh, the series is called Roster Locked, a best ball show. It is a series that I've been, you know, very excited to host this all year so far. I've had a chance to connect with a lot of really great people in the industry to talk some best ball drafts and then actually do a draft with them while we're discussing different strategy and builds and things like that. Uh, But you can check that out. I generally am doing it every weekend, usually Friday or Saturday evening. I have made some exceptions in order to get guests on to make sure that we can Get you know a lot of really solid guests in there and do what we want to do there. So uh, I know that in a couple of weeks I will have on um, I will have on some guests on a Monday morning. I just recently did it with Peter Oversette, uh on Monday morning as well. So there's there's going to be you know they're going to they're going to pop up from time to time outside of the normal weekend schedule. But generally they're going to be on the weekend. They're going to be in the evening. And it's just hopefully a good learning experience for myself. I know it certainly is, and then also for the listeners who tune in as well and a chance to draft with me and whoever else is. You know doing that draft with me it's probably far more exciting drafting with them than it is me but i would love it if you uh i would love it if you went ahead and came over to the road of his youtube channel i'll be running up to the start of week one uh doing some drafts with some guests through august and like about a week in september
1: yeah it should be good and i've enjoyed listening you mentioned the one with sean um i know you've had a lot of different guys on and, and it's always good to get different perspectives i know look We're going to make our own decisions in drafts, but I do like hearing other people's thought process while they're on the board. I think you can always learn from different people making those decisions, how they make those decisions. And something that I try and do, whether it's in fantasy football or just life in general, is take little bits and pieces from everybody. If you think somebody does something really well, take that little piece from them. And if So if you're watching in with Zach on the live drafts and you're seeing whether it's him or somebody that he's doing the draft with, and they're doing this, and you're like, well, that's interesting. Um, I th- And adding those little bits in there, the things that will then enhance what you're doing and make you a better, I guess, fantasy football player, or if it's in life in general, a better person or more successful or whatever it is. But um, really good shows, um, Zach. Um, as you mentioned, when we started doing this i thought you were the best candidate for it um based on the work you've been doing with Rotoviz, with what I've been saying with you on twitter over the last kind of 12 months or so so it's been it's been phenomenal um really really enjoyable so we're going to kind of recap a lot I, the one thing i want to start off with okay is modified zero rb so we started a show it was i think the third or fourth episode i kind of done not a tongue-in-cheek i've always said modified zero rb just for the reaction i don't like annoying people i don't like whiting people up but i do enjoy the reaction modified zero rb gets on twitter but i am interested as well that when stealing bananas uh, with ben gretz and sean siegel came out and they called it modified zero rb it, it didn't seem to get uh, as much pushback so i think it's kind of i'm noticing other places saying it i think it might have been john paulson one time was like why are you always saying that? And then I've noticed sometimes then there'll be tweets, there'll be tweets coming in where he's now using this at times. And I don't know, I, I messaged back and I was like, I'm just doing it like tongue in cheek. And he was like, oh, I didn't realize it was a bit, but at the same time it is a bit, but it's also modified zero RB. I think, it, you know, I I do, I will hold my hands up. I like the idea of the hero RB. I think that goes well with the zero RB, obviously. I think it's interesting, but I just like going with the modified one and I think I'll I'll do that until the, the day I stop doing podcasts, just for the sheer fun and joy I get about it. So what is it? What is the official term that we're going with? Um
2: well let the title of the show is Lessons Learned. So lessons learned from the use of modified zero RB on Twitter is that it's really great for engagement and probably really horrible for getting follows. So uh <laughs>
1: that's <sounds> bad, <about>
2: right? <laughs> yeah, so so you could use whichever one you want. I I have actually leaned a little bit more towards using zero r b or I'm sorry, hero r b, but I, I think that's just to to keep all things civil in my mentions. Uh, you know, hopefully. You know, if I call it Hero RB, if I ever go that route, people can, uh, you know, behave themselves. But I, I truly have no problem with calling it either strategy. Um, I, I think at the end of the day, it's important to realize what is at the crux of that strategy, what it actually is. Like, people seem to focus so much on a silly name that really is just, it really is nothing but a name. The idea of Modified GRB, Hero RB, is simply just the one running back approach early, usually in the first or second round, and then completely fading the position, getting out of the running back dead zone, building up a roster of strong running backs, strong tight I'm sorry, strong wide receivers, strong tight ends, possibly even an early round quarterback if you like someone that either, you know, I think has the, the right amount of upside or works well with your build. And then coming back to running backs later. So it's not a full zero RB approach. We're still taking a running back, but we're just not going to be as invested in the position after that first or second round pick. Uh, we can call it what we want to. I, I will promise to you, Calm, that anytime I go with a modified GRB approach. If I reference you on Twitter, if I tweet at you or whatever, I will continue to call it that just to continue playing along with the bit. But don't be offended if I use Hero RB elsewhere if I'm not directly engaging with you on the tweet. <laughs>
1: yeah no it's uh i i liked it it's, it is fun it is a uh, like the name is the name and you know it doesn't really matter it's about what we're doing and the kind of as you mentioned the idea behind it uh the author of uh, zero rb uh, calls it single elite running back so i think that is the way to go but uh it's not as much fun um but we'll uh, <laughs> we'll continue on i just wanted to to start that off that was the main lesson learned um, of the entire series as we went through all these shows um but in terms of some of the other things we want to highlight if you haven't listened in do some of the early shows maybe you're just finding the show you're like what are the guys talking about well we, we did start off we did i think the first one was just a best ball 101 kind of some very uh, kind of basic stuff or entry stuff and then we did do some of the strategies of roster builds so we did the zero rb we did the modified or hero rb uh, episode we did the elite tight end build Then some of the other things that we would want through was the Roadways tools up on the website, um, just how then to go through some of your roster construction, some of the recent episodes uh, revolved around tournament strategy and different things like that. So we focused on a, a huge amount, I think, if we have left anything out that you think that we missed out on, don't be afraid to let us know on Twitter. And um, You can send it my way at Overtime Ireland or at ZK underscore FFB to Zach. Just let us know if there is any topics that you would like to hear us having. Maybe we will even recalibrate with a bonus show or something at some point to answer some uh, questions that come in from listeners. But I think we've covered a huge amount on it, so hopefully it will help you out. But if you haven't heard their other episodes that we did, we have about I would say 20 episodes in total and um, we do have one directory page on rotoviz.com where you're able to go and see all those episodes on players on the one page and um, I will be tweeting it out Zach will be tweeting it out but if you want to google it I would imagine if you put in the best baseball directory rotoviz or something to that effect it's probably going to come up there and you'll be able to find it uh, through you know a google search but um, I've really enjoyed it in the series but they are the ones head on back and listen to those but Zach, what are some of the things that maybe you want to highlight from throughout the series?
2: So one thing I want to highlight throughout the series is actually something that we just recently touched on uh, a couple episodes ago. But because not everybody always catches every episode, um, we'll go ahead and just throw you this freebie and and mention it again, (laughs) is the the benefits of... building your rosters with enough kickers and defenses in our FFP Classic Leagues. Uh, we just recently touched on it a couple episodes ago, so if you, if you did miss it, like I said, here's your freebie. It's coming right back to you. If you use the Roster Construction Explorer for FFPC Leagues, you will find that if you plug in... Um, you know you're going if you set the filters for teams that have three kickers and three defenses your win rates are automatically boosted to just over 10 percent and that's before you even factor in any other player who you've taken so uh i know it's not always the sexiest of positions it's not someone it's not a position that people look forward to drafting in drafts i personally don't care for drafting them but i do like playing ffpc classic league so if i'm going to do it i might as well at least know ways to boost my win rates there and having Uh, Three kickers, three defenses on those rosters is going to add to your win rate in a pretty substantial way. And then, if you start using some of the other rotovis tactics that we've given you over the course of these next couple months to round out your roster and to build it appropriately, you should hopefully see some win rates that are, you know, 15, 20% win rates and teams that look really solid as you get ready to head into the season. So, if I was to leave you with a tidbit, a little lesson learned, something that, um, you know, I think you should walk away with in mind just as you go into the drafts over these next couple of weeks, it would be that keeping in mind the importance of having three kickers and three defenses as unattractive of a position as they are to draft, they are a great way to gain an edge over the field.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Yeah, and I think if I was going to add in something that I know we've touched on it recently as well, but it was the aspect of draft prep or you know how to get ready for drafts. We mentioned about reverse engineering. I think it like obviously everyone knows that you need to prepare. So you know, fail to prepare, prepare to fail, and so on and so forth, and getting ready to make sure you have success. There is a part to that that is very very true, and people are always going to be like, "Yeah, I need to prepare." but it's about how much you prepare and how you go about that, whether it's you're only drafting one league or you're drafting in 50 leagues or drafting in 100 leagues, how you prepare is going to set you up. So making sure that you're going in and having a a good draft plan. And this is the part where people get mixed up Is like, we talk on those opening shows about the different strategies. So zero or B, what it means. We talk very, very regularly that people don't understand the premise. So they miss the point. And then basically like the whole thing about you know anti-fragility and so on then if we're looking at the elite tight end why are we doing that it's because it's a tight end premium and then it sets you up for success later in it so depending on what strategy you're going for and being able to have your plan on the draft i think a lot of people we see this on twitter regularly people hear zero b they think those guys at rotoviz all they do is they don't draft any running backs that's all they do they don't draft any running backs so when when you look at it we have leagues like I mentioned in one of the recent ones of these where we drafted John and Taylor in the, the best ball tournament and he actually is a bye week then in that tournament in week fourteen. We draft running backs as much as anyone else, but we draft them at a different spot in the draft in general. We either draft that elite running back or we hold off. But I think understanding the strategies and then preparing for your draft and reverse engineering the draft will help set you up for success when you combine those all together. So I know that's a few shows that I've mentioned that you probably have listened to, but I think if you listen to those episodes and put them all together, I think a lot of it too is like we talk about the win rates. The win rate might be you know 8.9% for something, 9.5% for something, do this here extra thing and puts you to 10.2%. They're small edges, but what you're looking for, a bit like you mentioned with the kickers, you're looking for those small edges that push you into an optimal position to have more chances to win more leagues. And I guess if you're playing in money leagues to win more money at the end of it all. So I think it's putting all those small edges together is what sets you up. Um, So the the tiny percentages we're talking about uh, mightn't seem like much, but it's like, if you get 1% better at something every single day, over time, it's going to become much more successful for you as well.
2: Yeah, ex- for sure. And, and another thing, I think too, that's important to keep in mind. Like you know, you said we're talking about small edges. If you get enough small edges, of it, the edge becomes rather big. Uh, so, 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 if that makes sense. So finding finding different ways. I didn't even mean for that to be funny, Colin. But here we are. We're laughing about it. It, it. But it is. It's it's just kind of the way it goes. Is if you if you find enough small edges, the edge you have become rather becomes rather big. And we're trying to find the best possible edges in these competitions to make it work. So, you know, like you said, we're, we're maybe nitpicking a little bit, finding a bunch of small edges and people can talk about it however they want to. It's, it is or it isn't worth it. But enough, enough small edges makes your edge rather big. And I think that that is something worth considering
1: when, when building out these teams. And then, if you get enough big edges, it becomes a very big edge. But <laughs> yeah,
2: if you add enough big edges onto your team, you actually you you become the edge. You are in fact the edge.
1: So uh, no, I just I don't know why I couldn't <laughs> help myself with laughing, um. But and it is true. It's just those small gains that um, turn into to big wins. But um, I I'm just going to put the the floor open the floor to you. One last thing that you want to hit on from the series.
2: Yeah. So. If, if I may, I'll ask your permission. May I go off the, what we've talked about for just a second to talk about something else that I thought was uh, something that I learned over the course of this best ball season as well, which is actually from my live stream, which I just – um I, th- I thought it was a fun way to think about it. actually something you had told me about off air in regards to a team that you recently built i believe did you say it was with uh blair sean and yourself where you had drafted uh aaron Rodgers and you had some packers and you had some broncos and and sean had joked that now he has your broncos stack which is going to be Rodgers. which if you're listening to the show now it doesn't appear that that's going to be the case by the time this show airs it looks like aaron Rodgers is coming back but that, that joke that you made and what was said, if I have that correct, that made me think about something that I had talked about earlier. Um, it's something that John Daigle has actually referenced a couple of different times, which is trying to get ahead, of, um, get ahead of the league on stacks that you may think become viable later. And that is to say that if you're drafting teams as early as we are, I, I was drafting teams before the Super Bowl almost wrapped up. I mean, not quite. The Super Bowl had already ended, but uh, NFL championship. It, it was in
1: the fourth quarter.
2: Yeah, like, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. As, as the trophy was being walked down, I was drafting best ball teams, uh, like, like, like a sicko. But um, no, but, but if you're drafting teams and, and you're you're building out rosters with a lot of things in the league still have yet, while a lot of things in the league is have still have yet to unfold. You can try to gain stacks and, and and an edge by perhaps drafting players and pairing them with certain players in the expectation that something may happen. So I mentioned the joke with with Rogers and the Broncos. That's not going to happen. But if you foresaw a situation where uh, Julio Jones landed in in Tennessee, maybe you start building out Tennessee and Julio Jones stacks earlier with Ryan Tannehill uh, or A.J. Brown or something like that to kind of start putting those things together. If, uh, you know, you foresaw truly a situation where another quarterback is going to a team and you like some of the wide receivers on that team, but you're not as high on that quarterback, build those stacks out early with the hope that maybe you're going to be right and what's about to happen um, does happen. And you're going to save yourself a lot of headaches in a lot of different ways in terms of first – if you get it right, you're going to be right on that quarterback going somewhere, and maybe his ADP doesn't see a boost. But now maybe the wide receivers who just got that great quarterback, now maybe all of their ADPs are going to be boosted. But instead of being reactionary to an event that unfolded, you decide to kind of play the role of predictor. You got you know your magic eight ball. You decide to look into it a little bit and see what you think could happen and build teams that way in hopes of gaining a little bit of an edge, um, you know, on your opponents in that way. Um, by, by how you constructed your roster and how you decide to build out different stacks. Uh, I think we also had talked earlier in the series about trying to be predictive when it comes to drafting teams and grabbing players at different ADPs maybe a little bit early in hopes that they're right, and even be getting values there. Uh, I have a lot of really bad teams, which is a, this is a horrible way to, to promote the strategy, but it, it works both ways, fortunately. Maybe you have better stories than I do. I have a lot of teams that have A.J. Dillon in like the fifth round of drafts or something like that right now because I thought Aaron Jones was going to leave. Uh, that did not work out for me. But I felt comfortable at the time of taking A.J. Dillon in the fifth round because I thought that maybe he could be bumped up to the third or fourth round if Aaron Jones actually left town. So, uh, you know, be, being, being a little bit more of a predictor and less of a reactor towards the field over the course of the full season while trying to build out your teams, I think, is a, is a really good way to also approach your drafts
1: yeah i think around the time of free agency and the draft that can make it a little bit tricky um like for example a player i was quite high on at the very very end of the season was james robinson off the jaguars and then obviously they draft Etienne. that kind of stumbles him a bit but the two guys that you mentioned or you mentioned are uh aj Dillon and i mentioned uh james robinson and i like jones and Etienne a lot but i think those two guys are still two of the better uh, zero RB candidates this year. But you mentioned there's something as well. Um, You mentioned John Daigle, um, and also the Packers. So we're recording this one as kind of – it's Monday, 26th of July, and the news is kind of dropping that looks like Rogers can be back with the Packers. But uh, a tweet from John Deagle is, and in one fell swoop, all Packers ADPs are proven too low. So you have Aaron jo- Jones, Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and Robert Townian, whose ADP is probably going to jump uh, quite a bit here over the, the next uh, – week or two but um that is kind of what you're trying to get out ahead of in those situations and a lot of people might have been factoring in the denver broncos players with that adp i think there's still values at that adp without having the quarterback because i think people are a little bit too harsh on teddy bridgewater who i think will be their starting quarterback but um you know it's it's about getting that balance right and obviously sometimes we're going to shoot that shot and we're going to be wrong but it's about trying to be right more often than we're wrong and that'll balance out so for every time you take an AJ Dillon and it doesn't work out you're going to have somebody else who you've taken in the eighth round at that time who's now a fourth round pick and so these things all do balance out as well but it's been a it's been a fun series Zach as I mentioned for the listeners if you do have any things you think we missed or you want to send us in some questions we might do a a kind of a bonus episode at some point over the next couple of weeks so do send them our way on Twitter at Overtime Marlin for myself or at zk underscore ffb to zach just before we wrap up zach i do want to say thanks very much for jumping aboard the series it has been a lot of fun as i mentioned at the start so uh thanks once again for uh co-hosting the series here with me
2: yeah no absolutely the pleasure is all mine it was really awesome to have this opportunity to do this represent rotoviz have a chance to work with you a little bit and have some fun along the way uh i'm, I'm ready for 2022 i'm ready for a bonus episode if we want to do it i'm very much looking forward to
1: it that's cool. That's cool. And uh, as we get ready to wrap things up, just want to let the listeners know again, you can get yourself a 10% discount of a Rotoviz NFL pass. All you have to do is add the code radio 2021 at checkout or go to Rotoviz.com forward slash podcast for further information. That is taking us to the end of the Rotoviz Best Best Ball podcast series. Make sure you check out the full directory up on Rotoviz.com to get all. Uh, 20 or so episodes up there my name is colin kelly you can follow me on twitter at over Ireland, and my co-host for the series has been zachary kruger which is at zk underscore FFB. give him a follow over there and until we see you all in those best ball lobbies over the coming weeks have a good one